0: Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to Theology at the Threshold. My name is Cole Burks and this is my contextual project for my master's degree. I am going to be taking topics that I am studying in school and putting them into podcast form so that we can learn together. I want to make these things really accessible for you and for those who are interested in knowing what it's like to kind of be in, in seminary school. And so thank you so much jumping on and listening today. I hope this encourages you. I hope you find this helpful. And most of all, I hope this deepens your walk with God. Welcome to season one. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to episode number four, where we are talking about spiritual formation. And this this is my podcast for my master's project. Thank you so much for jumping on and listening today or watching if it's on youtube um thanks so much for for jumping in here we're in episode four today and we're gonna get to talk about i, I say today like it's a different day right as you'll see so
1: day. if you watch some multiple days and we're wearing the same outfit we don't just wear the same clothes every single day we're recording this all at one time yeah so, so this don't is, judge me as hard as you thought about
0: in a season format should i go ahead and give them like a Teaser of what the next season's going to be about? Oh, absolutely! So it, we're going to be talking about church history in I the next it. in the next one. I love church history; and, I genuinely do. And it's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about things like how the Rapture was never even spoken of until eighteen sixty something. Sure. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. We're not going t- we're going not going to talk we're about not that. touching it. We're not going to talk about that. But that is true. It is um, true. So um, Look it up. Like, if you go find, like, the early fathers, like, go try to find them talk about the rapture. You ain't going to find it, fam. won't find it. You won't find <laughs> it's it. It's tough. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's my one <laughs> controversial thing that I just had to say on the episode. We like, had to get it out yeah, there. It's so, going to happen at some point in the season. But this so. is episode four. We're going to be talking about the the nitty-gritties, really, of active spirituality for a couple episodes. Yep. I'm gonna, we're we're going to give you some things to do. Yeah. Like, we're going to say, hey, if you want God to show up in your life, do these things.
1: Hey, you've spent three sessions talking about what spiritual formation is. What do I do to be spiritually
0: formed? Yeah. Here you go. And and really, in the last episode, we talked about a rule of life. Which is kind of like... If you want to put these things somewhere in your rule of life... Right. be a good idea.
1: Yeah. It's like setting up a rule of life is kind of like the precursor to what you need to do for spiritual formation. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's... that's
0: Step point five. If you want this to move, if you want this to move you and God to do a work in you, that it almost feels like God is never not working in you. Right. Get a rule of life. Yep. And also a spiritual director.
1: Right. Now, uh, let's kind of get into the weeds of you know spiritual formation, active spirituality. If I had to take a guess, because we kind of like brought this up before, prayer seems that's like a, a very one. simple, like, this is an active spirituality step. Um, but when we're talking about it, when we think about prayer, what are some types of prayer that have, like, deeply impacted you and really have started, not started, but have really kind of led you down the path of spiritual formation?
0: Okay. So I think that's a that's a really good question. Um, well, first, I'll start with the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Um and really, the reason why it has impacted me so deeply is, is really the, just the first thing out of the gate in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father. Yeah. What it's declaring is, it's declaring who God is, and it's declaring who I am. Right. And prayer, like, when we think about prayer, it's so important that we understand that this is not like a begging session. right? This is not getting God to see you. This is not getting God to hear you. This, like, if you're more passionate in prayer, that does not mean that God hears you because you're louder. Right. Um, it just means that you're passionate, and there's nothing wrong with being passionate. No. I'm passionate at times. I'm most of the time very laid back, very casual. Um, but I deeply believe, and I grew up in environments where there is passionate prayer. Yeah. And I think contextually, anytime a bunch of people are praying passionately, you should probably also pray passionately. Right. <laughs> but the Lord's Prayer, I think it's just because it's so telling of who I am in God, who God is to me.
1: I think also, too, like our relation to the world around us yeah. and the people around us, like mm-hmm. our Father. Yeah. It, our
0: it really it really gives you a perspective of if I am God's child, right, the other person sitting next to me, they are part of the hour, right, like our father, um and it really becomes um great once you get to the part of Lord, we forgive those who have sinned against us, yeah, um, and so I think so the lord's prayer i think the next thing the next like really form of prayer or or way that i pray often is is really like this is this is not the sacrament of confession so i don't i don't want people to get this twisted but it is confession um it is it is literally like going to god and saying hey lord like i've sinned yeah like heal my heart um heal my mind do what you need to do in me um, and so I think confession is is probably the next thing. Like, I think it's so important that we have a, a a a fundamental understanding that, like, God is a safe place. Right. And you can go confess to him anything that you need to confess to him. Right. And so I think confession. And then um, contemplative prayer after that, sitting in the silence, sitting in the stillness, setting my eyes on Jesus – not saying anything and I think that is the best example of active spirituality and passive spirituality at the same time because it's literally like sometimes I'll go up into my office uh, <laughs> and I will literally sit in this brown chair and there will be nothing happening Yeah, and I'll have a maybe a cup of coffee or something and I'll just sit there and I am literally just sitting there I'm not saying anything. I'm letting my mind like wander back to God as it yeah. wonders. And it's just like, Lord, I'm here. Listen,
1: I know it sounds so counterintuitive, but there is just something about sitting in silence, and probably because of the type of person that I am, but it's like sitting quietly is a very active thing for me. Yes. Like, it is so against my nature to just sit down and be quiet. Like, especially when it comes to, like, prayer. Like, I want to be, like, speaking, and I want to be talking. But to just sit down and make the choice to be quiet is very much an active step.
0: And I think a lot of times it gets people listening. Right. And, like, when God speaks, well, you're not God, so.
1: Active silence is active listening.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I think just going and sitting and being contemplative. I think the next thing is just because of my Pentecostal roots, intercession. Gotta have it. Like, man, some of the most impactful times in my life is when I've come together with people that I love or people that love me have come around me and we've prayed for specific situations and sp- and, and not only specific like situations, but like we've been very specific about the outcome that we would like to see. Sure. And it like happens. Sure. Yeah. And, and um, so, so I think it's intercession has so deeply impacted my life in, in, in so many ways. Um, these are, I'm going to, I'm going to share two more and then we can move on. But the, I think the next thing is probably like prayers of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just like telling, it's literally just telling God, thank you for everything that I have. Thank you. Like sometimes like I, I just stop and I'm like, God, thank you that I am a full time pastor. Yeah. Like thank you that I don't have to clock into a nine to five job every day. And I don't mean that um negatively towards people who no. clock into a nine to five job, but there is something about feeling called to this. Right. That you there is something missing within your heart and within your mind and within your soul if you're not doing this. Right. And so like, sometimes I just thank God that like I'm in the spot that I'm in that, Hey, thank you for, for giving us all of this. And so, and then, then the next prayer is like off the cuff. Like, man, that's what I call it anyway. It's like, I'll be walking through Target and I'll be like asking the Lord. I'm like, what's up with that? It's kind of weird. Like not, I, I don't say, know how I feel about that. How I do you say, feel about that? I say, I say target gosh, people are probably going to think that I'm like, prote- <laughs> <Yeah>. protest. <laughs> yeah. I do this, walk- this at Walmart. Yeah, I do yeah, this at said, food city. Yeah, I do this like, everywhere. Yeah. Like I'm not protesting target. Um, yeah. But it's like, I'm just like off the cuff and it's like, man, I don't know what I think about that. God, what about you? And he's like, I remember one time I, like, asked him that. I was, like, walking through the store, and I'm like, Lord, what do you, what do you think about this? He's like, how about you mind your business? <laughs> and I was like, okay. My bad. Okay. It's, like,
1: <laughs> I will carry it's, like,
0: on. It's like, okay, sounds good. And so I think, like, just off the cuff, that really relational yeah. prayer, like like getting into the place where you know that you can talk to God like he's your friend, like he's right beside you, sitting right beside you, listening to you, you can talk to him that way. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that that's changed my life more more than more than anything. So
1: I think something too, before we like kind of move on to the next like segment of this, um kind of going back up to intercession. Um I feel like intercession kinda has been laced with a lot of like different definitions and views and whatnot especially in, like, the realm of spiritual warfare, which a lot of people like to tag onto intercession. Yeah. Um, what does intercession look like to you? What's the difference between intercession and spiritual warfare? Are they the same things? You know, what like, kind of dig into that a little bit, if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, so spiritual warfare... Obviously, I believe that spiritual warfare is real. Sure. I believe that the majority of people have no idea how to fight Um, in a kingdom way. Right. Um, I think that they're always, like, they're praying against people. They're praying against, good God, man. Like, when I hear spiritual warfare, I almost get a little bit of PTSD. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I feel like a lot of people do. Because it's like... Good God, like, are we just gonna like yell in tongues for eight hours or like, what are we gonna do? Right, like, I think declaring the word of God this, like, over your life is the most important thing when it comes to spiritual warfare, and then remembering what God has said over you, right? Like, for instance, like, this is what Paul tells Timothy. Wage a good warfare with the prophecies previously spoken over you. Right. He says it as plain as day. Uh, there's gonna be times in your life where your life doesn't look like what God said. Yeah. And I think this is important. Let me let me make this like distinguishment. Sometimes I think people are warring for a life that God never told them they would have. Yeah. Sometimes I think we have words from God that are not words from God. Sometimes, like, I I know, like, somebody one time, they're like, "Um, God told me they're going to give me so many millions of dollars. Sure. And I'm standing on that word. And I'm like, well, brother, everybody is. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, everybody's standing (laughs) on the word from God that they're going to get millions of dollars. Um, Check your sources. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, that's okay. But it's like, I think warfare is... You being in a place with the word of God, this, and the word from God that he said about you, most of the time through that, through the scriptures, and you like making declarations over your life with that. Yeah. You remembering. Intercession is when you come together with someone, there's a specific need um, and, and you come together in prayer for that. Like you, you like, I remember specifically one time, um, I, I had a family member that was sick. I used to live beside one of my good friends, Alex Galleon. He's a fantastic friend of mine. He's a pastor in West Tennessee, Overflow Church. Check it out. And I remember I like went to his house. And I thought, like, listen, I need you to pray with me for my family member right now. And we began to pray. And, um, yeah, like we stood together, he stood with me and prayed for me when I really didn't have faith for, right. for what intercession has a lot to do with the community that you're in. Right. Um, it's a lot of times standing with someone in the middle of their mess and having faith for them in that. And yeah. so I think that's really kind of a, the difference between when we're talking about prayer, um, I think that's the difference between intercession and warfare.
1: All right, and then let's see here. So we've kind of like specified that a bit, which I think is important. Where do we start with prayer? Like I know like those are different types of prayer. We kind of have like a good idea. But like if someone is saying, okay, I want to start being intentional with my, you know, active spirituality and spiritual formation, what is a good way for them to like start being
0: intentional with prayer? Yeah, so essentially you are asking the question that the disciples ask. Teach me how to pray. Yeah, yep. And I think you start with the Lord's prayer. This is this is what Jesus told the disciples, and this is a pattern yeah. of prayer. This is a pattern of prayer. Also, I think to to like be to to think through the Lord's prayer to pray through it. Um, I think that's a good place to start. Um, I think also like Psalm twenty three is a good place to start. But also, like something that I've really been enjoying recently, is I have just been praying the Psalms, right? Like, so like, so, so, like you can go on the internet right now. This is the really like practical side of this. You can go on the internet today, like today, and you can type in how to pray the Psalms, and it will it will pull up hundreds of things for you yeah. to pray, and you just read it and pray through it. And I think to start your prayer life. Start with the Lord's Prayer, and then start by praying the Psalms, and then I think in your prayer life, do not make this so formal. Yeah, like I think when people are like, and I kind of gave you the Lord's Prayer to start, which right. is kind of a formal thing, but but really it's a it's a pattern yeah. that you pray through. Um. People who are just starting in the place of prayer, they're like, I don't know how to do this. Take five minutes every single day and be so open, honest, and vulnerable with God. Don't give him the fake stuff. Give him the real stuff. Because he knows it's the fake stuff. Because he knows. And just be open and vulnerable and real with God for for five to ten minutes. Listen, five to ten minutes of sincere prayer to me, is better than hours of forced prayer. Right. Um, and then pray throughout your day. like yeah. Pray like when you're going on a lunch break or something. Stop and just thank God for a minute. Yeah. Like just say, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my family. Thank you for all of this. And I think I think that's where I would tell people to start with prayer. And then let that become a discipline for you prayer becomes really a spiritual discipline right all of these words are so you know fancy fancy spiritual discipline for you and then it becomes a spiritual desire for you right like where you are disciplined for a season will eventually become a desire Like here, here's something that I don't know if you've ever talked to someone who's like really, really healthy, um, in their, in their like, uh, choices of food. Right. Yes. Yeah. mm -hmm. They don't crave the food I crave.
1: No. And I feel bad
0: for them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You feel bad and they don't. Correct. Like physically. Right. (laughs) So, but like they don't crave the food that I crave. Right. They crave healthy food. Right. Listen so if you discipline yourself for a season to go to the place of prayer, to read your Bible, to do all those things, you will begin to crave those things.
1: Yeah, and here's what's crazy, too, is like it doesn't take long for those mm-hmm. desires to like even just start being there when you start the discipline.
0: You know like there's, there's some science out there that says um, it takes you, you remember like us growing up, it's like everybody' would be like. It takes 21 days to form a habit. Yeah, and 60 days to break a bad one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like we had all this these weird dates down. Like, <laughs> takes 90 days to change your life. Like, right. literally, like literally, it's like so many books like, about it. Yeah, and, it's like, so it's many like, books. and it's like it's like it's 180 days and you change your entire DNA makeup. And it's yeah. like I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, <laughs> but like okay, so actual science says that depending on your personality, it can take 18 to 250 days to form a habit.
1: Oh no wonder. Yeah. I'm probably closer to that 250. Ends. That's what I was like, especially oh, as it night.
0: pertains to like food and stuff right. like that. Like I text one of my friends. I'm like, listen,
1: I can be on a diet and be good for like a week. And as if I drive past McDonald's yeah. and catch a whiff of them fries, gone out the window.
0: I told, I told my friend the other day, I was like, Hey, I think I found what's wrong with us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and also I would like you to let you know that we probably don't have a lot of hope as it pertains to this because <laughs> we're probably on the end of this scale, not the beginning. Right. And uh, I was like, because we've done things for 18 days before, and it didn't stick.
1: Nope. <laughs> and so... Nope.
0: Anyways, uh, I say all of that to say, you can take a minute for 256 sure days and thank God. You have a minute. Right. You have five minutes. That's
1: barely four hours over the course of a year.
0: Yeah, like... and And what happens is, is that begins to... You begin to crave that. Right. And so...
1: Anyways, now, yeah. um, and since we are talking about, like, habit forming and whatnot, and, like, I know taking, like, a minute of a day is, like, kind of like a joke. You yeah, know, thing. yeah. But what are some good, like, just easy daily practices that people can incorporate? Incorporate Like, today, you get done listening to this episode. I can go do this right now to help get myself into this rhythm.
0: Yeah, so I think daily prayer rhythms, uh, I think, starts with the daily office. Yeah. So there's daily offices that have been prayed by the church for thousands of years. Um, That sounds Catholic. The Catholic Church is not the only one who prays the daily offices. Anglicans, Presbyterians, uh, Episcopalians. That has
1: changed my prayer life personally, like just doing the daily offices. I mean, because one thing, it's great having just a, again, like that's why I love the Lord's Prayer. It's a flow. It's a form. Like it's a pattern. Yeah. The offices are very much the same way.
0: I think there's an app literally called the daily offices, and it gives you – what the morning prayers are for the day mm-hmm. for the church at large it gives you what the evening prayers are when i can't make it onto our prayer time i usually pray the daily offices yeah. or i'll pray through the psalms or something like that and i think i think it's so important to to like you can start today with that like it's a free app on your iphone or on your Android, which Mm -hmm. is inferior to iPhone, but we won't get into that.
1: You're allowed to make those choices with your life, I suppose.
0: You're allowed to do that. But really, I think just commit to taking 10 minutes. Yeah. Commit to taking 10 minutes every day to stop, slow down, set a timer, literally set a timer for 10 minutes and get into that rhythm. You can take 10 minutes every day. And so... I think those are just some like right now you can do this today. Like you right. can start today. Right. And uh you can incorporate prayer. You could that, that can be incorporated into your life. Yeah. Into your formation. And trust me, I think this may be the most because it's it is that it is the literal like, Hey, I'm coming to engage with God. Right. Right. So I think I think prayer. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: Yes. I think that's a great place to kind of start wrapping up this episode yeah. um, we kind of gave a teaser for the next season so we will leave session five a mystery for the people
0: we will we will we'll see you back here in in, in really just a minute yep cool